If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. First, it's free. Second, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so you can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Welcome to the Think to Freedom podcast, where we inspire individuals to use their minds to achieve greatness. We sit down with other entrepreneurs and professionals to give insight on business and personal development. This podcast is sponsored by Red Barn Cajun Crawfish. Red Barn is home to the best tasting seafood, specializing in crawfish, shrimp, and crab. Feel free to visit us online at www.redbarncajuncrawfish.com. Red Barn, we season the meat you eat, not the shells you throw at your feet. Now here's your host, Darius Spells. What's going on, y'all? Y'all be checking in today. I have my brother, one of my mentors checking in, Mr. Brian. Wilson. What's going on with the yes, What's up, Mr. Spells, man? Glad yes, to be sir. with you, brother. Yes, sir. I'm glad you was able to even jump on the on the podcast with me. Um before we even get started, I just want to thank you because uh man, I met you a few years ago and we've been click clack ever since. So just for you ever jumping since, on man. with me, jumping on with me, I definitely appreciate it. So as we're here, uh introduce yourself, tell the people who you are, what you do and how you are making an impact in the world today. All right, my name is Brian Wilson, man, born and raised in Shreveport. I'm a pastor, man, but even more than that, just, man, really just a another young black man that grew up in Shreveport and uh, just, just trying to stay positive and make a positive impact. I would say my biggest passion, man, is really teaching young people and um, even more than that, mentoring young people. I feel like much of who I am today is because of a lot of my brother brothers and his friends that I kind of looked up to. And so that's kind of like my fabric, man. So what I try to do is the same thing for other young black men that my brother and his friends did for me. And that was, they gave me some positive to look up to. So I kind of thrive off of that, man. And that's what my passion is, is just really just working with young people. Gotcha. All right. So you know I had to do my homework real quick. Mr. Wilson. So I got a couple of questions. We got we gonna run in the we gonna run in the box. It's, it's some issues that I definitely want to tap into that some people may not even be ready to talk to, but I feel like it's a need for especially for the youngsters coming up in today's world. So before we really jump into it, can you explain your journey into teaching? Because I I can tell people now when I first met you, you were my professor at Wiley College. So how did right. you even get to that point in being able to be a teacher? Man, I, that was it was really nothing I ever um, set out to do, man. Um, I was already kind of pastoring or whatever, and one of the members of the church where I was at, he uh, he worked at Wiley, and I guess he kind of enjoyed the preaching or whatever. So he kind of uh, he kind of lined me up a job there at Wiley, uh, teaching religious classes. Man, I think I was like 26, 25 or twenty six, no older than twenty five, man. When I started being a professor at Wiley College. And actually, man, my first class, I got laughed at um, by the students, man. And the professor had to come in and kind of quiet the students down because they didn't take me serious because I was so young. 
And so from there, man, he kind of talked to them about how we should appreciate young black men and women that do things um, that are sometimes outside of the norm. You know, um, I wasn't old or nothing like that. And I was standing in front of people and I was teaching them on a college level. And he talked about how we sh as a community should appreciate our young people that do um, great things like that, man. And from there, man, I kind of, after I started teaching, I was like, I, I love it. And um, it gave me an opportunity to really start mentoring. And again, that's why I met you as one of my students, man. And, and, I, and I see you as, as a young man that, that I mentor. And, and really, um, man, you inspire me, bro, with what you do. So that's how it started, man. And it just took off from there, man. It took off from there, man. And the kids, they started loving me, bro. And man, I really regret that I ain't, I'm not teaching right now. I'm just pastoring, man. But I really would love to get back into the classroom because I really feel like that's where my passion is. But more than that, man, I stopped. So I'm saying this, I stumbled upon my purpose. And I think that's important that people know that, that sometimes you stumble upon your purpose. And that's what I did. I was pastoring, but I really feel like teaching and reaching young people is where, that's where my passion is. And so I stumbled upon that. And um, that that's how it all started for me, brother. Dang, crazy story. So check it, Mr. Wither. So people know, you, you know that you're a pastor. And you can, you at the at Galilee Baptist Church, correct? That's the name of Galilee? Right. And right. how did, was it come behind the legend of Dr. Jones? How was that coming in, coming fresh after Dr. Jones coming in? Man, it hadn't been easy at all, brother. Uh, you know, people want you to be like your predecessor, and uh, that's just not who I am. So it's been a challenge, man. I, I, honestly, I still haven't found myself in that situation. I'm still struggling. I've been there three years, man, but I, I, I'm still struggling to really find, really try to figure out who I am, bro, in this situation, man. I'm having a hard time finding my identity. Um, because it's so it's so wrapped up in in the past and, and and other people that came before me, man. It's a lot. It's a lot to deal with, man. I got you. I got you. So, man. So, I kind of want to have a, uh, a discussion about what's going on right now. Us being black men in the world, and you know, studying, coming up, reading, and you know, you learn about Dr. King. You know about Malcolm X, and you know about the movement. We'll, we'll put emphasis on, on the movement of Martin Luther King started. They wanted um, have wanted to have rights of being able to go into restrooms and they wanted to do away with segregation. And it seemed at that particular point, during that particular time, the forerunner was the church. Like with most of most of the mean was in was, was he was going to preach sermons or whatnot. And we flipping in twenty twenty. And it almost seemed as if the church is not the forerunner anymore. Dude, how do you feel about that? I agree, man. I agree. I think it's it's a change of times, man. You're right. During the civil rights movement, the, the, the church was at the forefront. But I think right now what you're finding is that the people are at the forefront. And then the church is trying to struggle to find our way or really trying to find out how we incorporate ourselves into a movement that didn't start with us and so it's really interesting i'm actually okay with it i mean i think part of it is is we are disconnected as a church from the people so because of that we were not at the forefront during this particular situation 
And so now we're trying to struggle to try to find our footing in the midst of this, uh, in the midst of this uh, movement. And what you're really getting from like the younger generation is like, y'all listen, we don't really need y'all to make this happen. I'm okay with that because I recognize that I have to find my place in this movement. And if my place is not at the front of the line when we marching, then I'm okay with that. I just want to be in the line. I'm, I'm fine with that. And so we're really, I think as a, I really can't speak for the whole church, but what I can say is I've recognized what you're talking about. And that is the church is not in the forefront of the movement and we're struggling to find to find ourselves or find our way in the movement and i would i'm okay because what i did is i just got in the line i didn't need to be in the front of the line i just wanted to be out there with the people so i just got in the line bro literally like even when we've marched locally man i got in the line i ain't even looked to get in the front of the line i'm in the i'm i'm like blended in with everybody else because at the end of the day i'm like everybody else and so as the church what we have to do is we have to be okay first of all with it not centering around us this time recognize that there's some ownership that goes on us and we disconnected at some point from the people and became this traditional institution and the third thing is is since all that happened we got to get beyond all that now as a church and we just got to start doing what we can and so what i do is i just do what i can man to try to advance the movement and advance black people forward and this Whatever I can do, I ain't trying to say the word, but whatever I can do as a person, not just as a pastor, but as a person, to add to the advancement of black people, that's what I try to do. If it's nothing more than just mentoring some young men, I think that's doing the part to advance the movement of black people forward. Gotcha. Yeah, I, de I definitely feel the, uh, your concept and your viewpoint on that because with me being a young black man in the world, like man, it's, it's so many, it's so many obstacles that we have to jump over, and we seeing from you know dealing with police brutality, still being you know left out on certain situations in in the world today, and it, and, it, and it's rough. And then you and once you see how the old times, you be like, man, a lot of that ain't it, 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 it ain't like that no more. It's so I I definitely feel you on that point because I. Cause me being, a, I'm, I'm a leader in the community for my age group. I'm just 32, you know what I'm saying? So, and a lot of things I think, a lot of things that, that I've come to know, like a lot of things I just didn't know, wasn't taught. And now I'm to the point to where now you, I can read, I can research, I can go out and see how things are really moving because man, it's almost like we was, we was throwing a, a sheet over us to where to keep us behind and to keep us stagnant. But us coming up as men in, in this world, we just have to figure out that way and really have to be that voice and have to be that instrument, have to be that tool to let people know that, man, we can make it out. Yeah, man. I was, I was talking to the mayor yesterday. You know, he's, he's our age. I was talking to him yesterday, man, and we were talking. We were at Green Oaks High School. We were going up there to talk to some of the football team and encourage them. You know, they lost one of their teammates a couple of days ago to murder. And so we were just talking to them, man, trying to encourage them, man. And he was talking about how the church has basically been disconnected from the people. And he was saying, he was like, man, I've been trying to figure out 
why people don't come to Galilee since you've been there. And he said, what I've discovered from, from the people that I talk to that's my age is it has nothing to do with you. Like they, they, they enjoy you. They like being around you, but they don't like being around the institution of the church. And because of that, they've really just decided in their minds that, hey, we don't, we don't need the inst church institution to thrive in life or to uh, move to, to, you know, to make this, this movement advance. And man, I didn't take any offense to it. And I think no pastor should. I think the best thing we can do, man, is is find find a way to to get in and fit in, you know, fit in with what we where and get in where we where we can get in at. And wherever we get in at, that's where we need to get in at and we need to work that. But we gotta be okay, bro, with with us not being at the forefront and take some ownership about it, man. Like, man. I mean, all we've been doing is having church for the last 20 years on Sunday mornings. I mean, the world been going on around us and all we've been doing is showing up for church at 11 o'clock every Sunday. That's it. Yeah. Nothing yeah. else. I mean, as as a whole, some mm -hmm. churches do, 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 but but you know what I'm saying? Yeah. As, as a whole, as a universal, all we're doing is, is, is gathering and worshiping every, every week. That's it. And so, man, Hey, this is what happens when you forsake the call that Jesus Christ gave us as a church. This is what happens. You you become disconnected from the world that you're supposed to be called to minister to. You become disconnected to them, from them because all you've been doing is ministering to church folk. Yeah. What's going? I mean, this this what it is. Yeah. And so, man, listen. I don't take no offense to it, bro. I get in where I fit in. In, in this movement, man, and and listen, I'm good with it, man. I ain't got to take no Facebook pictures. I ain't got to be. I ain't. I don't need no. I don't need none of that, man. All mm -hmm. I, all I want to do is impart some 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 of what I've learned in the in the young men like you, and man, the repay is I'm doing a podcast with a young man that I talk, and we used to talk all the time after class, and I used to encourage all the time after class about. Continuing to do what you were doing, continuing to be the DJ that you were, continue to be innovative like you were, and look at it today, man. You've asked me to be on your podcast. That's the repay for me, bro. It came full circle this morning, simply because you asked me to be on the podcast with you. you I'm I, yeah, I I'm telling you, like, man, your mentorship man, meant the world. Like, cause I tell, I didn't, even, I didn't, I haven't even finished school. Like, once I was really doing the be, you like, bro, you really, I'm like, man, I'm all in, Mr. Wilson, like. I see the life changing right now. I got to, I really got to jump on it. Can't and like, I can, I can go back, but right now I got to, I got to switch and go right, go right and go all the way in on it. So I definitely, I definitely appreciate that. Cause man, a lot of, cause a lot of things that we came up, we had to figure it out. Especially being a young black guy, like we had to figure it out. And I, and I just thought like, man, I need mentorship. I need some type of help, like. And all I like to put forth to other young black men, like, bro, you going you need to talk to somebody. Got to be, be be relatable, you know, because you, you can't be judging. Cause like you can't really judge. You don't know what that person really been through. You don't know how they were struggling. They, but they had some point that at least came to you on and asked about. It. So man, I definitely, I definitely appreciate that, man, to the fullest. Yeah, yeah so yeah, I got a, I got a couple more questions before we get out of here. So I, right. I had to write it down. So being a black man growing up. What's a what's a few keys to our young brother they need to be able to survive 
out here in the world? Um, I think it's the foundation. And and I know people, may, uh, young man might not want to hear this, man. But Birdman, the, rap, the rapper, whatever he is, Birdman, the rapper, producer, everything, Birdman, I heard him talk one day about when he was in jail, man. And he said when he was in jail, man, what turned him around, man, is he actually picked up the Bible for the first time when he was in jail and started reading for himself. And he said, man, when I started reading for myself, I really began, I began to develop a consciousness about what I was doing. And I recognized that killing people and selling drugs was it's, it's just not the right thing to do. And so I, I think when, when, that, that, that really stuck with me because sometimes I wonder if the young brothers that we've disconnected from that's that's in the hood that's still kind of lost sometimes i wonder man if if they even want to hear that but when he said that it let me know that man that they do they don't mind hearing about god they just want somebody authentic to talk about god and and so i i say all that to say man i think you got to have a good foundation and and i want to say okay so i think you, so the first thing is you got to have a good foundation and the foundation has to be God. You got to have that, man, because I'm telling you, man, life crashes down on you. I mean, you start losing people you love. It makes no sense. Um, and sometimes God doesn't even come through the way that people told you that he would or even that you think that he would. But I still believe, man, you got to have God as your foundation, man, because if you don't have a God conscious, man, you're going to do some evil stuff. And you'll never feel bad about it. But I, my, my God conscience convicts me. So even if I do want to do harm to somebody, my God conscience will not allow me to do it. You feel what I'm saying? So you got to have a compass, a moral compass that tells you which way to go. And that starts with God. That's the first thing. So I think you got to have that foundation. The second thing is, man, is you got you to gotta talk to people. You got to talk to people that's positive, though. You can't just be around the homies that's just smoking weed and drinking and they ain't doing nothing else because if that's all they doing, that's all you're going to do. And so I'm saying, so you got to find some people and some men that you can relate to, man. And you got to be able to open up to them. If you got questions as young black brothers, if you got a question about life, man, ask somebody that you feel like would understand. Ask, ask them what they go. You'll never know. You'll never know what I'm going through unless you start talking to me. And you know that because we've had honest conversations, but it, it didn't take place until we started talking. And, you was, and I'm sure you was like, dang, Mr. Wilson, like real like that, he going through, man, listen, we all go through stuff. So I, so two things, you gotta have God as your foundation. You gotta surround yourself with some good people. Two G's right there, God and some good people. You gotta have God, you gotta have some good people around you. If you can get that, then I think that's a great start. And I think that's the missing ingredients with a lot of our young black brothers. They don't have God as their foundation. And they ain't got a whole lot of good people around them, man. And I think once you start there, man, it ain't no magic answer to this. But I think those two mm. things, when I look at how I've mentored young men, I think those are two things that they were missing. If it wasn't God, it was the good people around them. When you got that, and here's another thing, you got to have some goals. I'm going to add another G to that. What's your goals? What what What's your why? Why do you wake up every morning? What are you trying to get to? Because it has to be more than just chilling, man, and looking cool. Because they don't pay no bills. <laughs> Facebook don't pay no bills. 
Yep. Twitter don't pay no bills. Instagram pictures don't pay no bills. You got to have some goals. And if you don't like working for somebody, then start your own business. I'll be honest with you. I think all black people have an entrepreneurial spirit. I really do believe that. And I may be jumping off on the ledge by saying that. Mm-hmm. But I don't like working for nobody either. I think all black people have an entrepreneurial spirit. That means I think every black man and woman has a spirit within them to do their own thing. And God has given us a gift for us to use or gifts for us to use to make so that we can provide a living for ourselves. Whatever your gifts are, that's what God gave you to provide a living for yourself. If you can sing, that's the gift that God wanted you to use so you could get a living for yourself. If you can rap, that's the gift God gave gave you. If you can smile and be happy, that's the gift God gave you. Find a way to, to, to make some profit off of smiling and being happy. It's real talk. If you love yeah, music, do something with that. Be a DJ. Don't just be bobbing your head to it. You feel what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Be yeah. a DJ. Do something with it. Make some money off of it. But I, I really believe every black person has an entrepreneurial spirit. And until we start tapping into that, so you got to have God, you got to have good people, and you got to have some goals, bro. GGG. I'm a, hey, I'm going to have to make a t-shirt that say GGG. Absolutely. Yeah, hey, and I'm going I'm to credit, hey, credit you on that one. I'm going to send you some. Already. Yes, sir. Already. Hey. I, need you, I, I need you to make me one that say, that say neighborhood hope dealer. I was going to tell you hope. that. Text it to me. I got you. Neighborhood hope dealer. Because that's what I want to be. A neighborhood hope dealer, not a dope dealer. A hope dealer, baby. Yeah. Hey, since I got you on that, Mr. Wood, I appreciate you for stepping in with me on this podcast, on Think the Freedom Podcast. We pray, we hope this touch a young brother out here in the world today who want to be better, who want to do better, and just need that extra push to be better. So Absolutely. any last words you have for the people, how they, how they can find you on your social media, let them know how yeah, you man. find you, you at the church and whatever. <laughs> you know, I ain't really on that social media thing like that, but you can find me on Twitter. Just type in Brian Wilson. Uh, you can find me on Facebook, same way. Type in Brian Wilson. Uh, the church is at, uh, at GBC Shreveport. That's on Facebook and YouTube. At GBC Shreveport. You know, we virtual churching right now. So you can always catch me at, at GBC Shreveport. Follow us and share um on facebook or on youtube and here hey when, if you got a chance on monday at four o'clock i'm gonna be going to green oaks every monday at four o'clock to talk to the football team encourage the young black boys over there if you got a chance on monday at four o'clock mr spells i want you to come with me because i want to continue to show them examples of young black cool brothers that's doing something positive with their life because I feel like we don't get enough of that and we don't put enough of it in front of our black boys. I want them to know that you can wear your cap backwards and still do something with your life. You could be stylish and still do something positive with your life. Uh, you can wear the Air Force Ones and, and be cool and, and salt and drip with sauce and still be successful and do good stuff in life. So I want them to see an example like you, bro, that's cool, you dripping with sauce, and you doing something positive, bro. I got, I got you next Monday. I'm gonna pull up. You ain't said nothing but a word. Right, I got you up. next Monday. I got you next Monday. Right. Hey, we appreciate you guys for checking us out on the podcast. Hey, make sure you like, subscribe this video, share the video, let the people know 
We do it for the people, man. Mr. Wilson, I appreciate you, man. I love you, my brother, and thank you. Thank you. Love you. Pull up, Darius. Pull up. Pull up, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mr. Wilson. All right, bro. I right, love you, bro. All right, peace.